0: Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves and their families. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connection with their husband and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those most important relationships. The topic of today's podcast is how to get out of a negative thinking pattern. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and I hope you'll join us. Also, I have created a free download called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit, so you can feel like your best self every day. Visit my website, tinaheisman.com to download it. Now let's dive in and talk about how to get out of a negative thinking pattern. Now I don't know about you, but sometimes I get stuck in negative thinking patterns and I've learned to notice them and pull myself out of them and I would like to help you do the same thing. So I thought I'd share a time with you when I got stuck in a negative thinking pattern and show you how I got out of it. So this is a relationship example that I'm going to share today, which is very common for most of us. That's why most of us get frustrated and in negative thinking patterns. But with everything going on in our world right now, you might be having negative thinking cycles about other things too, just about different situations or circumstances. And so you can apply this tool to whatever it is that's got you down. I just want you to know that. So here's what I wanted to share. I thought this was a really great story to really illustrate what I mean. So this was like probably two or three years ago now. I was getting ready to take my daughter to school and it was a Friday morning and I was going to attend her morning school mass and then spend the rest of the day shopping with my son because he didn't have school that day. So the weather was beautiful and I was excited about the day ahead. It was going to be a great day. My husband was checking his email at the beginning of the day there and he said oh it's the first of the month you're driving with an expired license tag really I said how so and I'm telling you right now I was feeling frustrated he said well it expired on the 31st and I didn't renew it yet and so I breathed through my frustration and I said how is that possible you're always on top of everything well not this he said oh you guys like this was I know this you might think this is petty but like this was really frustrating for me because it's something so common and basic and simple it happens every year you get like two months notice for it it's the same time every year you know it's just like it's in your email it's not that hard and so now because my husband ignored it or procrastinated on it or whatever he did I had to drive around illegally until the registration would come in the mail and worry that I might get pulled over. And now some of you that might not bother, but that bothers me. And because I would feel so embarrassed and I would be ticketed if, and I would be mad if it cost us money to pay for that ticket, all for something that's not even my fault. So, and I know you're saying I should take responsibility. Well, in that, that moment, I wasn't responsible for that. My husband always handled the vehicle registrations. An incident like this might think, make you think twice about that, right? so while this conversation is going on, I'm just my in my head, you know, and having all these images of getting pulled over in my mind and the excuse I will use with the officer, like pointing out it's my husband's mistake and not mine and don't shoot the messenger. You know, those are kind of the thoughts I was thinking. And so the funny thing is I was thinking that as I realized something that the car is in my husband's name. So I'm like, well, the car's in your name. So the ticket will be on your record and not mine. <laughs> Which is kind of a joke between us because that would be funny. And so he went online because he was going to like fill out the the registration and do it online. But then, seriously, there's a then. The next words I hear are, well, this just got more complicated. You have to get an emissions test before you renew. I was like, what? Really? My car is only four years old. How is that possible? I thought that was for old cars. So now suddenly, my friends... My Friday has gotten busy with things I'd rather not be doing. I was frustrated because this might cause me embarrassment if I get pulled over, because it might cost our family money if I got a ticket, and because it was avoidable if he would have taken care of it right away. But my husband's way of doing things, always at the last minute, caught up with him. And I was just thinking, like, why does he have to be like that? You know, I am the opposite. I like to get things done early, and this is exactly why because now his mistake is costing me to have to change my plans for the day. It didn't affect him at all. But thank you to the years that I've spent working with a life coach, I was able to work through my frustration without taking it out on my husband. Well, not all of it, at least. I still wouldn't say I handled it perfectly. In the distant past, for us, this could have been a fight. I would have lost my cool and it would have all come out. And like I said before, like you might think this is petty and and I can see that, but in the moment, and I really was frustrated. I probably wouldn't be as frustrated with something like that today, but I was. So I'm curious, like how do you handle these types of frustration when your husband bumps into your happy and makes you feel angry? I don't know how you handle it, but I'm gonna teach you a healthy way to handle it and how I handle it. And so it's about a seven step process It's something that you can practice, and so if you have a pen and paper, um, grab it, and you can take notes. Otherwise, you can come back and listen another time. So this is something that you'll want to do on paper in the beginning, and after a while, you'll get so good at it, you won't need it to anymore. But we'll get started. I'll tell you what those steps are after I have a quick sip of water here. I'm sorry. I was feeling a tickle in my throat. Okay, step one, examine your thoughts. What are you thinking as a result of what happened? And I want you to write all of those thoughts down. This is really important if you want to feel better, to take the time to write down the negative thoughts in your mind about the situation. And it could be all these different, like all these different thoughts. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be grammatically correct. Just write down everything you're thinking, all the frustrations, get it out. And then I want you to look at your list and decide which thought is bothering you the most, like which one makes you the most upset. So in my case, one thought that entered my mind that was really bothering me was he doesn't care about me because he procrastinated on this. And now that's a thought that obviously we're going to talk more about in step two, but that seems a kind of a long way to go, right? From your husband making a mistake to he doesn't care about me because he procrastinated on this. But that is a very real thought that many women jump to that conclusion. And so that really brings us to, next, to the next step, to step two, and that is to ask yourself if that thought is true. Is it true that your husband doesn't care about you because he missed this deadline, right? Like usually the answer is no. And believing that your husband doesn't care about you as a result of a human error that he made is a really big stretch, especially in a case like this, right? And if you're struggling with that, with asking yourself if, is it true, because sometimes our brain can't see around it, you can ask yourself, will this matter in 10 years? And that's to help you get some perspective, right? So the answer on this is no, of course not, right? Worst case scenario, I get pulled over, I feel embarrassed and the ticket costs us some money, right? So 10 years from now, it's not gonna matter. And so then we move on to step three, and that is to ask yourself, how does it make me feel to believe this thought? So in my example, the thought is that my husband doesn't care about me because he forgot to do this. So how do I feel when I think that thought? And here's a tip, and this is really important. A feeling is only one word, like angry, frustrated, sad, mad. Most of the time when I ask people how they feel about something, they answer me with how they're thinking about it, like with a string of words. So like if you answer the question of how do you feel about it with more than one word, that is likely a thought and not a feeling. And this is actually really important to notice this because your thoughts cause your feelings and they're separate, right? So in this example, I was thinking my husband doesn't care about me, and I was feeling hurt. That would be the the feeling that I identified. It made me feel hurt. And so now that we've identified that, we move on to step four, and that is to notice how you act when you feel hurt. So this would be in this instance toward your husband. Like you might be a little bit rude to him maybe or give him the cold shoulder or raise your voice or become very argumentative. These are some things old Tina might have done many years ago. You guys, the reason this is important is because our thoughts cause our feelings and our feelings cause how we act. So if we think our husband doesn't care about us and we feel hurt and then we act in a way that like treating him rudely, maybe by walking away in a huff, right? All of those things, it's like a domino effect that goes together. Your thoughts cause your feelings and that causes the actions that you take. So Now that we've noticed that, okay, like I think this thought and I feel this hurt feeling and then I'm kind of mean to him, right? So then we move to step five. And I want you to notice what's the result you get when you take that action based on that thought and feeling. And the result is likely that you're not treating your husband the way you really want to, right? And that makes you feel even worse. You might not realize it, but deep down inside that really bothers you none of us want to treat anyone badly and even when we're frustrated with our husband or anyone for that matter, I know in your heart of hearts that you don't want to hurt that person in the progress or the process of figuring this out right So looking at how we're thinking and feeling and acting helps us show up as the woman we want to be right no matter what like that's something I try so hard for and I'm sure you do too is, No matter what is going on, I want to show up as a woman of grace and a woman with her head screwed on straight and a woman who is patient and kind and even when frustrated or agitated can be her best self. And I know a lot of you want that too. So now that we know this, we can move on to step six and that is to ask ourselves, is this the way we want to think and feel and act? now that we know the results? And the answer is probably no, right? We don't want to think the negative thoughts that make us feel the hurt that cause us to behave less than the woman that we are and want to be. So that one's easy and quick, but now on to step seven. Last step, this is to find a new thought that's going to help you feel the way you want to feel and act the way you want to act. Friends, this is one of the biggest problems in relationships. We let a situation get the better of us and then we create more hard feelings by reacting instead of responding and then we're mad at ourselves and we're mad at the other person. And so when we take these seven steps, we slow the process down so that we can think from our rational part of our brain and not the fear-based part of our brain And then we can confront the situation with much more peace and justice really, and maybe problem solving ability than if we just let our emotions get the better of us and react. And so in my situation, in my step seven, the thought that I came up with that made me feel better was, I know my husband loves me. He just made a mistake. And I came up with other ideas too. Like I should give him some grace because I like to receive grace for my mistakes. So that means I should give other people grace when they make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes all the times, right? So I would say continue working on coming up with more positive thoughts until you can find one that makes you feel the way you want to feel. Like maybe you want to feel peaceful or connected or committed or, or in control of your feelings, whatever it is. Just keep brainstorming thoughts that bring you that feeling. And so then what you wanna do is notice what happens when you come up with a thought. Like you'll feel it in your body. Like you'll be able to like take a deep breath and relax and you'll be like, oh, I feel so much better, right? So doing this work on your mindset sets you up to have a better conversation with your husband about the situation instead of an agitated one. It allows you to be your best self the woman you want to be. And it saves you from hurting his feelings in the process, and then having to go back and apologize for that, right? Like that's what happens, we make a bigger mess that we have to clean up. So here's the bottom line of the truth that I just shared with you in these seven steps. It's not the fact that your husband forgot to send in the car registration that is upsetting you. It is your thoughts about the fact that your husband forgot to send in the car registration that is upsetting you. It is the fact that you are making it mean he doesn't care about you. That's another question you can ask yourself about a thought. What am I making it mean that he forgot this? And if you're making it mean that he doesn't care about you, it's probably a stretch, right? So when you can see more clearly that it's your thoughts causing all of your discomfort, you will find so much freedom from your negative thoughts and be able to release yourself from them. That release comes when you decide to think a new thought. It is so powerful, so huge, so life-changing. But I know, especially when you're in the middle of it, my friends, how hard it is to get from that negative thought and the blaming to a more positive, peaceful place. I promise you, if you practice, you'll get better at it. But if you want help working on it, I would love to talk to you about it reach out to me and we'll set up a mindset coaching session and we can work through a problem like this all right that's all i have for you today i hope it was so helpful and remember if you are needing some self-care download the ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care to help you feel like your best self every day and to learn more about how you can design your life on purpose and intentionally join us in the life design community on facebook thank you so much and i'll see you next week